Hi, it's Mark Bossert. I'm here with Bernie Pollock, Pollock Automotive in Vancouver, Vancouver's best auto service experience. 25-time winners of best auto repair in Vancouver is voted by their customers, and we're talking cars. How are you doing, Bernie? Doing very well. So today's victim is a 2011 Ford Flex. Some kind of turbo problem with this vehicle? What was happening? Yeah, so this vehicle came to our shop with a severe blue smoke issue like it was just puffing clouds it was like the old james bond car with the smoke screen this car had this of course you couldn't turn the smoke screen off it was just on all the time it was that bad so there was like a severe amount of oil getting into the exhaust system somehow some problem had developed so many options i i guess of causing this what testing and diagnosis did you do well, I hate to say it. I actually wasn't the technician who worked on the car, which happens a lot. Our technician, Ed, diagnosed that the turbos had basically failed and were causing the oil to get into the exhaust system. So we can disconnect pipes. We can look at things. And, and usually a, an oil billowing issue this severe is not the actual engine. It's not going to be a piston ring problem or a valve guide problem. It can be, and I've seen them, but something of this severity is definitely something a little more exceptional. So Ed had concluded that the turbos needed to be replaced there's two of them on this vehicle. It's a V6 engine, Ford EcoBoost engine. So that was basically what we came up with. What's involved in replacing these turbochargers? Well, there's a lot of work. It's a transverse mounted V6 engine and the turbos, of course, are buried way up. They bolt directly to catalytic converters. So there's a lot that needs to be removed. I'll just get right into pictures because we can see a lot of stuff. So there's our Flex Kind of a unique vehicle, you know, I don't know how many of these Fords sold. We haven't really worked on a ton of them over the years, but, uh, you know, kind of practical for sure. So there is how the exhaust looked. I probably should have taken a video because it was even worse. And, and it was much worse than this when, you know, if you ran it for a little period of time. But I mean, just that amount of smoke coming out of these two tailpipes is you should never see any smoke, period. So that's just a little example. But when we started up, it filled our parking lot with smoke that's severe we're happy <laughs> yeah well it's kind of one of those things we you know kind of drive the car in and out of the shop with our tail between our legs so to speak but uh, you know what's involved in replacing it which you asked this is a picture of, of the floor underneath the vehicle showing what was removed from the vehicle so here you have the subframe with the power steering uh, rack on it this is an electric power steering it's a very large unit with the electrics for the power steering we have exhaust pipes. We have the front catalytic converters. We have the turbo sitting on the floor here. I believe that's a splash shield. I've got another closer view and a couple other exhaust pipes further up. So this is kind of our procedure as we work on car that's going to be in the bay for a while. It's, everything just gets laid out in the floor underneath the vehicle. And this is a closer view of some of the exhaust pieces. Now, actually, only one of the turbos had actually blown uh, this vehicle had a fair amount of kilometers on it. So, you know, it, it only made sense to replace both and not just one because they kind of work in, you know, in tandem. And if you had one that boosted more than the other, for some reason, it would, wouldn't make a lot of sense. I guess if you wanted to do an economy repair, you could have done one, but it just makes more sense to do two of them when you have to take a lot of similar items apart. But you can sort of see some oil here in this one uh, turbo duct hose. There was some oiliness around this catalytic converter here as well. And inside the exhaust pipes, they were just, especially from the front, it was the front turbo that was blown. It's just oil like crazy. This is another view. It's kind of hard to see, but you can see a sort of black film of oil around this pipe here. That was from the front exhaust pipe. When we took the turbo out, the front one, this is what we found inside the front catalytic converter, dangling loose. <laughs> That's the exhaust side of the turbine blade. So the shaft had snapped in half. 
So it kind of makes sense that as the engine was running, it was pumping oil straight into the exhaust system. Yeah. It doesn't take much to see that it's a failed item. And the, the they have oil going into them to try and keep them cool because they spin so fast and get so hot? They do. And not just to keep them cool, but to keep them lubricated. This is a picture of the blade, the exhaust side of, of a good new turbo. So you can see the, the blade is, well, of course, clean, but you know the shape of the blade is much different than other ones all chewed up. This item, by the way, here where I'm moving mouse point, it's called the wastegate. So the turbos are only to boost a certain amount. Uh, if they over boost, you could blow your engine up with too much boost. So there's a set amount of boost there. Now, if you want to get a little more power out of your engine, you can always set it to keep that wastegate closed a little longer, but that's beyond kind of what we're talking about here. And that's more technical tuning. Here's another view. So this is the rear turbo installed, the new one installed. Again, you can see the blade inside there sits way up. The steering rack would be underneath here. The arrows just point to the turbo. This is the oil return line. There's an oil pipe that goes into the turbo. So I, this is probably this one here. So that pumps oil through the turbo. Some turbos use uh, uh, coolant as well. This one just uses oil to cool the uh, turbo. There's the view of the front turbo. Again, you can see the oil drain pipe pretty clearly. So all this stuff is buried way up. It's all accessed from underneath. So did you find a cause for that kind of catastrophic turbo failure? Well, we kind of figured, I mean, turbos will fail anyways. So this picture here, this is a screen. There's a banjo bolt where the turbo oil inlet goes. And it has a strainer on it. The strainer's plugged. Like you can see, it's just full of cruddy particles. So we figured that might've been a cause for the failure of this turbo. You know, over time, oil gets sludgy and it blocks the oil flow. So that may well have been why the turbo failed in the first place. Is that a normal maintenance item? No, it's not. It's buried. But, you know, you and I have been doing these podcasts. And if you listen to probably 50% of them, there's a theme, change your oil, change your oil, do it more often than, than the manufacturer's schedule. Because what happens is you get sludge buildup. And a lot of vehicles, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, you can go. I'll just throw a BMW under the bus, 24,000 kilometers between oil changes. Well, you know, a lot of engines have these little tiny strainers and screens for all the miraculous things that oil does in, in the engine besides lubrication. And if it plugs up, you have problems like this. So it's entirely possible that, you know, that's what causes turbo to go. It certainly wouldn't help. So this looks like a very extensive repair. How expensive was it? Well, it was a fair amount of money. But what I will say that impressed me was these turbos were cheap. We bought brand new turbos, not from Ford, but aftermarket turbos, name brand. They're not some kind of little white box cheapy things. These are like name brand manufacturer. And the turbos were like cheap. I was actually shocked at how, how little money they were. So, you know, the price of turbos has gone down for sure. Like it used to be a turbo would be, you know, three, 4,000 bucks or more. And, and some of them still are, but you know, this job was way under 3,000 bucks for two turbos, not including the labor, but the parts were like way, way less than that. So it's amazing how that's come down. Now I was saying to myself, of course, there's a lot of these cars out there, you know, there's, there's probably, I don't know, a million of these EcoBoost engines out there. So they're obviously selling a lot of turbos and that keeps the price down. So it's kind of nice to see that because turbos are a very expensive item and, you know, it's not cheap to replace them, but they, they generally last a long time. So how did the flex run after everything was buttoned back up again? 
Yeah, really well. And of course, it had a lot more power. I mean, we didn't really drive the car before because of all the smoke, but you can imagine with the turbo dead, it would not have the boost on one side of the engine. So it had very poor engine performance. Ran great, lots of power. One thing that happens with these kind of things is we do try to clean the oil out from the exhaust as best we can, but it takes a long time to get that oil out of the exhaust to burn it out. So we took it out for a good long drive. And by the time we got back, there was no more smoke coming out of the back. But it, it sometimes it, the first few miles of driving can be pretty embarrassing. And it's the kind of thing too, if you ever have a repair like this done where you've had an extensive like leak, either coolant or oil into the exhaust system, sometimes you might be taking, you know, a week or two after a highway drive somewhere and, and all of a sudden there's some smoke coming out because things are way hotter in other areas that weren't hot, you know, from normal city driving. So sometimes it, you, you might get some smoke. Oh, wow. Something's wrong with it. Well, it's actually not. It's just still burning out the stuff that got into it. So other than that, it ran great. It flexed its muscles for sure. <laughs> so how are flexes for reliability? Yeah, they're pretty good. You know, I mean, uh, a decent vehicle for sure. What's more complicated, you know, I often think, you know, we've traded in like, let's put a, a V8 in, I'll just say like in a pickup truck, they put a lot of EcoBoosts in. So you can get like way better fuel mileage and you've still got power. But the trade-off is that when things go wrong, you've got more complication, like two turbos to go wrong. Whereas if you had a V8 engine, it would have the same amount of power, but worse fuel economy. So it's kind of a trade-off, but they're good. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. They use them in a variety of vehicles and different sizes and of, you know, configurations, engines. They seem to have got it pretty good. If you're looking for service for your Ford in Vancouver, the guys to see are Pollock Automotive. You can book online at pollockautomotive.com. Or you can call and book at 604-327-7112. You have to book ahead. They're always busy. Pollock Automotive in Vancouver. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We appreciate it. And thank you, Bernie. Thank you, Mark. And thank you for watching.